Hey, this is Alan. And this is Bree, and we're the Hunter and the Hippie Podcast. And on today's episode, we talk, uh, we catch up after taking a bit of a break, and you'll hear a little bit of why we uh, took a break, um, and we talk a bit about um, answering the calls of the universe and being mindful and really how the uh, the universe puts us exactly where we're supposed to be when we're supposed to be there and just whether or not we're paying attention and a uh, huge shout out to all of our listeners thanks for tuning in especially after this hiatus if you don't subscribe to us already make sure to press that button leave a review and feel free to reach out with any questions or topics you'd like for us to discuss all of the info is on our show notes um, how to contact us and thank you to brianna cote photography for all of our marketing materials and photos and then allison van a-l-l-y-s-o-n for our intro and outro enjoy the episode and uh yeah we'll chat soon What's up, Alan? It's been like this time for real a long, <laughs> a really long time. Long time. And Way to our long. listeners, I don't want to say sorry because I'm not sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Um, but we, I will apologize for not giving you the heads up. We were going on a hiatus. Um, so we'd we like took to... like a two week like hiatus that we mm, both needed. Maybe like a few week. <laughs> I feel like it was like multiple episodes right. which is like a couple weeks between yes. so I'm, I'm all about consistency in life and and you know this was out of integrity right and and you know life doesn't work when you're out of integrity but you also have to um you also have to right like make sure you're taking care of yourself and i i, I feel like in these last few weeks, there's been a lot of both of us taking care of ourselves. And we have to honor what is coming up. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it just like, there's no point in forcing things mm-hmm. as well, you know, and, Absolutely. um, summer's busy, man. You guys yeah. are all probably busy out there doing things, not mm-hmm. listening to us blabber. Um, <laughs> So hopefully you took advantage of a couple hours each week and got out in the sunshine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there was something I was going to say to that, but I forgot already. Already having brain farts three minutes in. Ah, have you had your coffee? I, I, I'm drinking it now. Nice. I've had, this is my second cup. Oh, the going yeah. for it. Yeah, you know what I heard it. recently on a mm. podcast and I'm trying mm. it now? Mm. Do you get the afternoon crash ever? Um, not so much anymore. I used to, okay. um, especially when I was like drinking a lot of soda okay, and, um, and eating really like dirty, like a lot of sugar, a lot of processed foods. Okay. But now not so much. Okay. So yeah. I heard this thing, I think it was Dr. Huberman. He's the neuroscientist. Yeah. Andrew um, Huberman. yeah. Mm-hmm. He said something about something with like receptors. I don't know what I'm science is not my old act 
Anyway, doesn't matter. But <laughs> he basically said, try not drinking your coffee until 90 minutes after being awake because mm. it allows certain receptors to like attach or whatever. Hmm. And then you won't have as big of a crash from your coffee. And so the coffee comes in and inhibits something. And then once the coffee wears off, then whatever it is causes the crash. So interesting. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know if I can wait 90 minutes. But. Well, I, I, I actually realized I was like, oh, I kind of do that just because I have my morning routine. It's not always 90 minutes, but mm-hmm. I was like, I know I wait at least an hour since I wake up, mm. but today I waited 90 minutes. And you're going to have to let me know how it goes if you, uh, yeah. if you end up crashing. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't crash anymore. I, so I don't. Doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, occasionally I do, but it just depends. It's more so, like, dependent on, like, what I have going on, my sleep. Mm. I've been doing really good with sleep. Yeah? Yeah, Well, maybe, sort of. Um, At least seven hours. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for you. Yes. And I've been, like, trying to get to bed. What what I do notice, um, what I've noticed about, like, my sleep is if I'm not in bed by, like, 1030. Mm like I get this boost of energy and then it's hard to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Whereas like lately I've been like going to bed at like nine thirty ten, 10. Yeah. And like I, and I'm tired mm-hmm. and I get in bed and I fall asleep. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's a thing or not, but like I notice, like if I get, it's like the witching hour, right? Like shit, see, I haven't recorded forever. I'm smacking my mic already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know, like, it's like the witching hour, right? Like, past this certain time, it's, nope, there it is, you lost it. Like, now you're, you're, you're awake again, and good luck falling asleep, and getting decent sleep, and. Yeah. I don't know if so you talked about So there's a couple things there. Mm-hmm. From an Ayurvedic per- perspective, um, each of, um, the doshas have cert- specific periods in mm-hmm. um, the day. Mm-hmm. And so Pitta, which is fiery, more like analytical, brainy, is... Um, is my mic doing something weird? Do you hear that? No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just hear it. So Pitta is the fiery kind of, yeah, analytical business, all that. And that is... Um, I don't know what I'm hearing. It is from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., so basically, okay. and there's some variability there, but basically if you get into that period, your, your mind's going to wake up. It's going to be active. It's going to be, mm. yeah, more in that, like, go, go, go fire stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we, we cycle between, and most of us are a bit out of balance. So we cycle between left and right brain. Um, so also if you think about that, if, and it's, I say, they, I think they say it's about every 90 minutes you actually switch from right to left brain if you're in balance. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and so there could also be something playing in there where you, you switch into left brain again, more analytical, Mm -hmm. um, versus the, uh, right brain, which is going to be more like receptive, creative and, or who knows, maybe the right brain gets, gets your mind going, but that's interesting. I, I'll, I'll have to like pay attention to that because I do feel like there's times where 
I'm more creative, like more able like to write better and mm-hmm. get my thoughts down on paper. Um, and then there's times where it's like a complete struggle. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Yeah. Interesting. But that's exciting to hear. That you're... Yes. I'm sleeping. I'm, yeah, that you're sleeping. I, yeah, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like the sleep is like helping too. Like I feel like I'm recovering. You know, I've been working out like crazy. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely the because the, there's still nights that I don't sleep. You know, I've I've been traveling a lot. I, I was in D.C. I was in New York. Um, heading to California next week and Texas, and it's just like full blown work travel again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's nights where I absolutely haven't been sleeping. And on those nights, like, I definitely feel like I'm not recovering the same. Mm-hmm. Like when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. So it's one of the, it's hard though. It's hard to like quantify. Is it on a travel day? Like uh, you travel and the next day you're, or what, I don't what know. is that looking like? I don't know. I'd have to probably have to be more like specific like write it down and but yeah i don't know you know my prescription do an idra on the days that you travel okay and you could do it to like help you fall asleep mm-hmm. potentially yeah um like do a a nidra that puts you to sleep i mean even if you don't at least it slows down the brain a bit mm-hmm. Does does travel like have an impact? Is that what you're saying? Like, well, I mean, you're breaking your routine. I mean, it can affect your, it can affect you in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. One, maybe you're not as active on those days Mm because you're traveling, or um, so you're not like wearing yourself down where you're tired at night. But the other side could be um, if you're changing time zones, that will can affect you Mm. um and what was the other thing i was thinking or it is more like you're more mm, stimulated right and so you're like you're kind of amped up that day right um which maybe would keep you up later that night Mm -hmm. or yeah yeah it doesn't help with like the sounds of the hotel Mm-hmm. Right, like door slamming and yeah, hotel doors slam really loud. Yeah, because they have that like auto close feature for like safety purposes and yeah. They and they say noise. I think you typically don't. You're never gonna sleep as good mm-hmm. um, traveling because you're yeah. like in protection mode, right? Like you're in, mm-hmm. um, you're more alert. Like subconsciously, you're more alert because it's a foreign territory. You don't know the people who are around you in the rooms next to you or in the hallways. Um, Mm -hmm. all those things. Yeah. I think it's why I sleep so well in the wilderness because no people. Really? See, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I sleep like I sleep like two hours in the wilderness because I'm afraid I'm going to get eaten by a bear. Oh, I, I got over that fear because I was like, if a bear gets, attack me in my tent i'm probably already screwed so at least i'll just go out in a flame of glory (laughs) Uh, you know like 
yeah. I don't have meat. Like, <laughs> if I hear it outside, okay, maybe, but it doesn't mean it's going to attack my tent while I'm in it. Right. I mean, I do wake up. I I do move more in my sleep. Like, I'll wake up and rotate to my other hip or, you know, mm-hmm. the other side mm-hmm. or things like that. Yep. But when I wore the whoop strap, it was, like, phenomenal to see, like, my actual sleep was, like, deeper. In the wilderness. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I sleep better typically with someone like when I sleep with mm-hmm. chair bed. And I think it's that like, Oh, I don't have to protect myself. I like, mm. there's someone else there. Yeah. That's like a safety thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, first thing of Maslow's hierarchy of needs is security. So yeah. Right. Like that's going to do a lot for you when it comes to all sorts of living. Yeah. So traveling, you've got a lot of travel coming up. You feel traveling. like you're in in the flow, flow of life? Yeah, no, like I, it's a, I I don't. I don't. I'm I'm trying to be like super mindful and I I don't know, maybe we'll get to this topic or not, but like I'm trying to be like super mindful of you know, it's interesting cuz I used to travel a lot for work before the pandemic. Mhm. And, um, I was talking to someone about this and like, it was great. Cause like you, you get your status at the hotels and you know, you get your status with the airlines and, and now I'm traveling, you know, a lot for work. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm choking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so excited. Uh, drinking my coffee. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I'm realizing like it's it's not the same. It doesn't interest me, in, interest me as much. And what's interesting about like the status like at the hotels and the airlines, it's it's funny because you get you get your status by staying in these tiny hotels in Nebraska and Kansas and right. It's not these luxurious places. You're not like getting room service and walking around in bathrobes, right? Like. It's, you know, the, the Fairfield in, and you're worried about bed bugs and people attacking you, right? Like, and, and then, you know, it's, it's great. You know, when the status comes into play, it's when you take that once a year trip to Maui and you like walk into the hotel and you're like, excuse me, I got platinum status, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how many nights I had to spend in Nebraska to get here, but you know like what i don't know i just to me it's just like why why yeah right like why is that necessary Mm. i think there's benefits that come with it i'm not saying that it's bad right i I think there's benefits that come with it and but yeah there's like traveling for work it's it's tough i don't know if you ever did it in like your corporate jobs but stuff and then i feel bad like i'm not even traveling a lot compared to mm-hmm. some people i mean it's funny when you get on a plane they're like million mile club people board first and you're like fuck a million miles <laughs> like, that's a lot of flying a million miles in how what period I, of time? I think li- i think lifetime oh lifetime yeah i think lifetime i think once you hit a million miles uh, at least on united you're now part of the million mile club you're a lifer 
Yeah, but like you're there. You yeah. you made it. You made it. Right. That's <laughs> yeah, like that's it. Yeah, you made it. And like woohoo. You get to board you get to get on the plane first and wait for everyone else to board. Okay, I'm gonna sign my kids up for a United Club when they're zero years old. So right. they can be in the million mile club. <laughs> <laughs> right, when they're eighteen. Right. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's funny because like that's that's what you're you know, and you, you have these conversations with your coworkers, like, oh yeah, I got my platinum status. Yeah. And it's just like, does that matter? No. No, you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> you're right. It doesn't. You know, like, oh, I've got my million mile club. I get to get on the plane first. And like, <laughs> all right, that's cool. You know, and I, I know people that, you know, used to work for um, some of the bigger um, I forget the word I'm looking for. Uh, I don't know. Can't even think right now. Some of these like bigger corporations and they're yeah. traveling. They're traveling daily, like they're on a plane to somewhere, and then they leave, and then they get on another plane the next day to somewhere, and, and like that's they're never home, and hmm. you know, and that's that's how you get to a million miles. Yeah, and it just. It's not fun. I have zero interest in being in the million mile club, but it's, you know, and, and like, that's, that's like the, the total next level. And again, for me, it was just more like, you know, I walked in. It, so what happened was I was in Nebraska and I walked in and they're like, hello, Mr. Titone. Thank you for being a platinum member. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, and I'm like, I'm in Grand Island, Nebraska. What are you going to, what are you going to do for me? Like, I get a, I get a view of, of the West parking lot instead of the East. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, like what is, what does it matter? Um, I don't know. It's just, and so my point is, is that I'm trying to be like more mindful in the sense of what does matter. Yeah. You know what? And yeah, what, what matters? What, what's important? I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't think it's me being a platinum member at the Marriott hotel chain. <laughs> is that how you'll introduce yourself? Right. Well, my name is Alan. <laughs> I am a platinum member. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Uh, hi, Alan Titone. Yeah. Platinum member, Marriott Bonvoy. <laughs> Do like you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It, it, it does. It makes, it gives us this level of importance. And I think that's all we're trying. All everyone's trying to do is just feel important. It's another label, right? It's another yeah. like ident- mm-hmm. identifier that mm-hmm. like has nothing to do with like who you really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go home to your kids and your friends and your family, do they give two shits that you have platinum status with Marriott? <laughs> You tell your kid. Do you know who I am? Listen, little little Johnny. I'm a platinum member. Wait, it's like do you remember that Will Ferrell skit? I drive a I drive a Dodge Stratus. No, I don't remember. He's sitting eating dinner with his family, like his daughter and like wife, and they're just Mm -hmm. like it's really quiet and they're very proper, and you just like hear the silverware hitting the plates and things like Mm -hmm. that. And then something comes up and he's like, I am a, I don't know. It says something with work. And then he's like, I drive a Dodge Stratus. That's <laughs> it's basically like, yeah. 
how important he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's what we're all fighting for is, right? Like, to show that we're important. Yeah, I'm trying to be less important uh, lately mm-hmm. as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I did. I, yeah. but I was the same way. Like I wanted to be important. I wanted to feel like needed in my, in the company I worked for, you know, like mm-hmm. I want, you know, having people report into you and ask for your help means you're important that you yeah. know more or, you know, right. um, but what, for what? Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I recently read The Book of Joy. I think I mentioned it a few times on the show. Um, and it talks, you know, it talks a lot about suffering. And it talks a lot about how, if you're suffering, right, how to reduce your suffering is to realize and recognize that everyone else is suffering too. Mm-hmm. And to help them in their suffering. Mm-hmm. And like, if we want to be important, I think that's where, right? We we get to be important in in helping others, mm-hmm. right? And helping others realize that, you know, like, I don't know, this life isn't about getting platinum status, mm. right? It's I don't care that you drive a Dodge Stratus, right? Like, <clears throat> you know. Your kid doesn't care. Your kid doesn't care that you have platinum status, right? Your kid mm. cares that you showed up to the recital. Your kid cares that you took them on a walk. You know, you went for a hike with them. Your friends don't care that, you know, what city you're in next. Actually, they do care because you're not there with them. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that... I think that the, you know... I the universe is constantly like talking mm-hmm. and we do a terrible job at listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, and just in being mindful and understanding, you know, that everyone's suffering and trying to, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I have no clue. I'm just rambling. I think that there's, there's messages out there that are constantly like, Hey, you know, Here's a sign. Here's like you, you. Oh, it's like give me a sign, and I think those signs are out there, and it's just we're not hearing them or we're not listening to them because we want to be so important. Because mm-hmm. we're caught up in the things that aren't important, mm-hmm. and that distracts us from. Well, and then it's interesting, and I would love to hear you expand on kind of your experience with listen or hearing answering the call of the universe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i always find it as if the universe is giving us signs and they'll get louder and louder and louder until you don't have a choice but to listen and sometimes Mm -hmm. that can be um a disease or illness yep um sometimes it I, i think a great example is i had a friend who was Wanting to do, I think he had, he had his corporate job, was doing, learning like functional medicine and coaching and stuff like that and mm-hmm. wanted to do it, but just for multiple reasons, didn't take the plunge and just kind of 
kept plugging along and uh, unexpectedly got fired from his Mm -hmm. job. And it was like, you've been saying for two years that you want to do this thing and you're not. Yeah. Now you're going And now you have no choice. Like, it's like, if you don't do it, the universe at some point will like smack you across the face Mm -hmm. and like force you to do it. So, and sometimes it's that we don't hear the call. Sometimes it's, we hear it, but we resist it or we, Mm -hmm. I think can get too like mind dominated because and I really believe that comes out of a lack of trust mm-hmm. in the universe. Um, when we start to rationalize, oh, well, like, how would that ever happen? Or how could that ever work? Mm-hmm. We don't ever know. No. We don't ever know. You just actually, like, if you can trust and then take mm-hmm. the step, to start to take action, I really do, like, it's like in the alchemist, like, the universe will conspire for you once yeah. you start to take action towards your dreams or the things you want or that you say you want. Like that's what manifesting is. It's not just sitting back. It's saying, and then taking steps towards it. And then the universe conspires because they believe that you really are committed to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it real quick, but I'm one, I'm not religious. Let me say that. But I was talking with a friend um, here it is. I found it. Amazing. Um, so I, I was talking with a friend who is, who is very religious and, and I have like, I, how I used to feel about religion and how I feel about religion now are very different. And I have people who are very religious. I have people that are just sort of religious, not at all, like all different religions. I'm all about surrounding like myself in, you know, with, with diversity. And, uh, I was talking to a friend just about life and, sort of exactly what you're talking about. Like you're never going to know. And so he, he shared this with me. It was funny. Cause like I, we were, we were together. Uh, and like, I'm like, sorry, I start like Googling all sorts of like Bible verses and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my phone's going to break. <laughs> I was like, my phone's like, what is going on? Like if you're in trouble, like, you know, press the help button now. Um, but uh, I don't know. I think it's like in the Psalms. Uh, but the, 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 the saying or the scripture is, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it goes on. It's, it's a whole big home. Let me see if I can get that. Wait, inside. that's funny. That was in my inner mentor group. I think it was Psalm 119. A couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. So yeah, so Psalm one nineteen, then there's like another number. One o five, Psalm one nineteen, one o five. And again, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Mm-hmm. And you know, my friend and I talked about it, and essentially what it is, it's like you, you don't get to see, the the whole path. Mm. Right, you're. You just get to you just get the light at your feet, yeah, and you just get to see that that next step is okay. Mm-hmm. That next step, you're not going to fall off a cliff, mm-hmm. but you have to take the next step, and you have to keep taking the next step to continue for that light to work. Because right, we all want this light to just be this bright light to illuminate the entire path for us. Mm-hmm. 
so we know what's coming. But to exactly what you were saying, we don't know what's coming. Even when we think we know, we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how sure I've been about certain things. Yeah. And they it turned out differently. And they've been yeah. bless- blessings, right? Like it's Absolutely. all been um as painful and hard and yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's just part of the path, part it's just mm-hmm. one step and yeah. It always opens the new doors for whatever I'm meant to experience and lead me to the mm-hmm. next thing. And that's the thing is it's not supposed to be easy. It's not, it's not supposed to be anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are times where it's easy. But it, right, just because it's difficult doesn't mean that it's not the right path. That's, yeah. that, that's where we get, I, I think that a lot of us get you know, get confused or like, oh, this is, this is hard. Yeah. But it's still a blessing and it's still, you know, it's still going to be good. It's still the right way, maybe. And I think it's, uh, I think there's a differentiator between challenging or difficult, um, when you're resisting the flow mm-hmm. versus challenging and difficult, but in the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, someone said recently, I was talking, he had this, has this big project that he's building out. Um, and some of the people he's working with were like, this is so, and it's his life passion. It is mm-hmm. like, he's like, I, it's his Dharma. I was put on this earth to do this work. Mm-hmm. And people are like, it's so daunting. It's so overwhelming. And he was, and it's a lot, it is a lot of work, Mm -hmm. but he's like, it doesn't feel overwhelming or it doesn't feel daunting when it's in line with my purpose, you know? And I think there's a, it's really getting in tune what, where it's difficult and challenging because you're resisting Mm what is or what the flow or what the universe is telling you. Yeah. You're trying to mind your way through it, but challenging and difficult when you're in flow still feels like you still can feel this like contentment with what you're doing because you know, the hard work isn't in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel a sense of purpose and fulfillment. Yeah. I would agree with that. And you know it, you know, when you're in flow, Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like anxiety dissipates Mm -hmm. when you're not in your flow, when you're not where you're supposed to be. I feel like there's anxiety there. Did you hear that? No. Oh, good. Um, But yeah, I think, I think that, yeah, the universe is constantly sending signals about, about everything, about Mm -hmm. you, your actions, your, your feelings, your, your life, your friendships. Um, I think it's, I think it tells you when you're being selfish, Mm. right. Or, or too selfish, right. I I think I I never want, right. People, we, we, we are meant to be selfish in the sense of, right. We have to take care of ourselves Mm -hmm. so we can give, we have the most to give to other people. 
right? But, uh, you know, a few, so a couple things. So, so one major thing happened that is way too far beyond coincidence <coughs> for me. And uh, so I, so real quick, I'll give a brief background. I live in Erie, Colorado, and it is a very small town. And unless you know Colorado and know this area, when people ask me, where do you live? I say Denver right like mm. you know it's it's a small town and like the thought of like meeting anyone here that like you potentially know or have anything in common with it's 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 just strange so i i've been seeing a barber not for the head on my the hair on my head but for my beard and uh and he's from he's from he he's in erie and he's from south florida and i lived in south florida for a bit as well and we're close to the same age um and, you know, we've talked in the past about music and just all sorts of things and, and, you know, life in South Florida and, uh, yeah, it's really, really just, you know, interesting. It's just like a, a, you know, sort of a strange connection, right? Like, all right, that's cool. You know, two guys end up in Erie, a barbershop in Erie, Colorado that are from this generally same area. And, uh. So the other day, right, so I was in New York. I've been in, I was in D.C. and New York, and I got back, and I went to see him. And I was telling him, yeah, I was like, New York, it's great. You know, the pizza is amazing, right? Like, New York has the best pizza. And he's like, yeah, I love, he's like, I love the pizza. And then he goes, do you know who has amazing pizza? And I'm like, where? He's like, North Miami Beach, Steve's Pizza. And I look at him, I'm like, what? And it's and so this is what I'm talking about, right? It's, this was a, a call from the universe that the universe picked up the phone and called me and like you, like to the, the layman, it's just like, Oh yeah, you're Steve's pizza. But I was like, Steve's pizza, Steve's pizza is amazing. And I knew exactly where, what, which one he was talking about. And the, the pizza is phenomenal, but more specifically, I have, uh, I have some very fond memories tied to that place. Mm and with a very specific friend <clears throat> and so i haven't talked to her since her birthday in april and i was like uh, and i looked at him and we talked about steve's pizza for a moment and then i told him i was like man the universe works in crazy ways i was like i need to call my friend now mm -hmm. and, you know i haven't talked to her in, in months and and he was like yeah you should do that and so i got done and i left and uh, I was I was driving for work and picks up the phone and I called her and she didn't say hi to me. She didn't, she, she literally answers the phone and is like, why are you calling me? <laughs> and I was like, the universe told me to call you. And she just starts crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and I'm not going to get into what we discussed, but we were on the phone for about an hour and a half and. And I was supposed to call her. Yeah. And it was so fucking wild. Like, it was the craziest thing ever. And, like, to the, like, even now, I'm still like, whoa, like, just blown away. Like, two guys in Erie, Colorado talking about fucking pizza. And, uh -huh. right. And he had to mention Steve's Pizza for some reason. And, right. Like, the point was to, for the universe to get me to call my friend. And, like, my friend needed me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was fucking strange. Yeah. So.
That was a big one. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've also like asked the universe and it's like handed me what I asked for. Maybe not necessarily in, you know, again, the way I've expected, but it Mm -hmm. was like, oh, this is, um, what I like needed to learn here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think an interesting, like years ago, I, I really was like contemplating in terms of like a partner, like a boyfriend, a life partner. Um, I was like, do I need to date someone who is like spiritual? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a big part of my life and it's part of my like job right mm-hmm. work but yeah, it's also yeah. just part of my like everyday life um it was also when i was like exploring some more like shaman based stuff and like cues from nature and i like met this guy who was like does nature based therapy was really into like the spiritual world like had his own practices um and it didn't work out for mm-hmm. many reasons, but what I learned was that I don't need to date someone mm. who is in their own spiritual practice. I just need someone who honors that I that you have yours that I have mine. Yeah, and it's like what I have now in my relationship is, and I always I say like this is who I am. This is mm-hmm. what. I do. I'm going to talk about it because it's part of my life and I'm excited and it's a part of my life in many different ways. You don't have to believe what I believe, but you have Mm -hmm. to honor and respect and, and let me believe what I believe. And, um, it's like the best, the best, right. Um, and it's like, even with Andy now, like the way we met was the uni- like I literally like like the universe lined everything up. I agree. But our it's listeners haven't heard that story. Crazy. So yeah. You, you have to share it. Okay. With, uh, so I, I know we are very careful with what we share about our relationships, but Yeah. Please like cause it is. I I completely agree. Like knowing the story, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's absolutely the universe was supposed to put you two together. Yeah. So, so share what you're comfortable with and yeah, but, but like the, like the two key parts I think is critical. So yeah. Like, so I will, I was kind of dating someone in Cody and we had planned to go to South Dakota, the black Hills and camp. And a few days after we planned that, I'd like taken off yoga classes, like set everything up. Um, he's like, ah, I'm just not feeling what, what we have going on here. It's like, okay, well, I'm still going to go to Black Hills because I've never been. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there to camp, uh, was out on, on a Saturday, I was out on this lake um, on my pack raft and there was this guy paddle boarding with his dog and we like kind of tried to pass by and say hi, but nothing really actually, like we didn't actually talk. And then the storm came in, we went to separate parts of the lake. Um, the next day I was there with a friend and she was married and was like, Oh, I've never seen Bumble. Like, let me see 
Like, show me what it's all about. And I wasn't going to go on. What is what is Bumble, real quick? Bumble is a dating app. Okay. So, and I think I talked about this in, like, earlier episodes because I talked about my Bumble date of the guy who, like, yes. threw his hat down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so she was like, oh, I've never, you know, I'm never seen it. Uh, so I, I didn't want to go on it because like the black Hills are six hours from Cody. Like Mm -hmm. I had, I don't, I'm not looking to meet someone six hours away. Uh, I love Cody. And so I pulled it up and I was just showing her and swiping this way and the other. And, and then like I matched with some people and she had gone out to meet up with some friends and I just hung out and feel like socializing and ended up talking to this guy and we were talking about just, you know, what, what, what was I doing while I was in the Black Hills? And then he's like, were you at Deerfield Lake at all? I was like, yeah, actually I was there yesterday. And he's like, no way. Like Mm -hmm. I was there yesterday. And then I look at the photos and I see the dog and I was like, were you out on your paddleboard with your Mm -hmm. dog? And did you see two gals, like one on a paddleboard pack? I was like, oh yeah, like I was going to say hi, but I chickened out and whatever, this, that, and the other. And so I was supposed to leave the next day because uh, uh, one of the smoke jumpers from Cody had died and they were starting to have some services for him here. Um, but I reached out to a friend who I was really wanted to support through that grieving process. And she's like, well, I can't hang out for another day. Like she pushed back when we were going to meet up. Mm-hmm. So it gave me this extra time to hang out and we met up for coffee. Turns out he was supposed to be, he took off from work to go back East for his nephew's graduation. Mm-hmm. But his dog, who was 13 years old, wasn't eating And he was like, I can't just leave her with someone like, and just leave her when she's like not eating and you know, she's old. So he didn't feel like he could go back for the long weekend for that Mm -hmm. trip and leave her behind. So that's why he stuck around. That's why he was on the lake that day. He would have normally been working, um, but had the day off and was out on the lake. Um, And so it was like all these little things that got us to the same place. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk when the universe set us up. Right. So it gave us another chance. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, hey, dummy. Yeah. Take take this opportunity. I I did this for a reason. I did all these things and you (laughs) guys were like, right, like 10 feet from each other. Right. Um, So, yeah, it was. You know, and when I was driving out there, I actually like just had this moment of like, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just really open to like the magic of the mystery of mystery mm-hmm. of life unfolding. And, um, yeah, I was Are like, still- I don't know what's going to happen while I'm out here, but like there was this, yeah. So, so, so you started dating this guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where are you still dating this guy? Yeah. 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 Anything yeah. else you want to share or no? Oh, I'm moving. You're moving. Where are you moving to? I'm moving to South Dakota. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. pretty fucking rad. Yeah. No, it. it's all, you know, and it's just, 
again, it's like just, I don't know. There's, what was that book by Mickey Singer? Um, it's not his famous, it's not Untethered Soul. There's like another one. And he just for a year essentially said yes mm-hmm. to everything. You were like the yes man. Have you seen that movie? Oh yeah. yeah. With Jim Carrey, yes man. But you know, it's just, he's any opportunity that came, he said yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you need to say yes to everything, but if something is presenting itself, um, come back to that trust, right? And even if it's like you say yes and you're all of a sudden you feel overcommitted and overwhelmed and all of that, there's something that's to be learned there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Universe is powerful. It's, it's lining you up. And I think saying yes to things in my life has really put me in the positions that I'm in. And, and I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's overwhelming. Right? Sometimes, right? Sometimes you have to learn to say no, but I think more often than, than not, it, it ends up working out. Yeah. And maybe you look at saying no as based is saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think uh, it's, we can spend a lot of time on why not. Mm. But what if you put that more of your thoughts into why yes? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to, I think you mentioned this, but it also goes back to that, that next step. But like we we don't want to do things because we're afraid. We don't know what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Right? And we don't know what's ahead. But you never know what's ahead. Right? Yeah. You, you think you have this other path defined and you don't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's, it's likely going to change. And so... Why not try something new? Why not try something different? And I think there's that into, you can get, and coming back to that, where, uh, like back to like an intuitive feeling inside, right? Because Mm -hmm. again, sometimes we say yes, because um, we rationalize all the reasons, right? We should be doing something. And so sometimes it's like, is what feels scarier? So if saying no feels scarier, maybe that's the path to explore. Mm. Um, Or if saying yes feels scary, that's the path to explore because like our ego wants to keep, is trying to keep us safe, but in a way that is very limiting oftentimes because it's Mm -hmm. coming back to the ego is keeping us safe and protecting us from the matters of, I'm important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and saving face, mm-hmm. right? Like look how good I am at something. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can't be seen as a, a failure or, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Ego is a double-edged sword. That's for sure. And it wants to stay and wants known mm-hmm. because and yes, you're right. We need ego. The mm-hmm. ego is what allows us to be aware. Yeah. Um, it also allows us to push. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, like our, when, right? Like, it's that hold my beer mentality, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's your ego, right? Like, it's, you know, oh, I could do that. You know, watch mm-hmm. me. Watch, I can lift more weight than that person. I can travel the world. I can get to a million miles. I can, right? Like, it's it's those things that, that do push us. That's good, right? And, and that's the ego saying, like, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also detrimental and i can get to a million miles yes you can but why why do you need to get to a million miles i think that's the differentiator right is like for what right the why the intention yeah Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is it goes back to your why it goes back to Mm. you know when you know when you're answering the calls of the universe when everything's coming up you know, is it leading you down that path and of of what you want out of life? And if you're saying yes to a bunch of things, you know, when you say yes to something, you, sh- you should be also asking yourself, is this taking me closer to my why? Mm-hmm. You know, I think we've talked about this too, right? That general direction forward. Yeah. But is it taking me to my why? And And if the answer is no, you probably should be saying no to it. Mm-hmm. Right, and if the answer is no, it's likely causing anxiety. It's likely causing turmoil and 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 other issues. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you said intuitive, and I love that you said intuitive because I think our last episode that we released was about intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And while I'm still not 100 percent sold on the intuitive eating concept, yeah, um, and some of the the concepts behind it, I, I love that we had Jenny on, and she's an amazing friend, and um, and I even told her after I was like, still not sold 100 percent on it, but there's mm-hmm. aspects of it that I, I love and, and, and what I've applied, the concepts that I've applied from that is, is I think that we have lost touch with our intuitive living. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, <clears throat> right. Like to the intuitive eating point, like you, you can eat all the Oreos you want. Eventually it's not going to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. Right. Like your body saying, Hey, I need something other than Oreos, please. Mm-hmm. And you know, our intuitive living is not getting your platinum status at the Marriott and it's not, um, living for, you know, working your ass off to go on vacation for two weeks a year, Mm -hmm. right? Like the, the beach sounds amazing to live on, but if you were to, if you were just stuck on the beach your entire life, it'd get boring. It's just like the Oreos, Mm -hmm. your, your body, your mind, your life eventually says, all right, another sunrise on the beach, right? Like, you know, are you being fulfilled by that? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe there's some people that are, but, you know, what what does intuitive living look like? Mm-hmm. And I think that all comes back to, right, your why, right? Having a strong why and then saying yes to the things that are going to get you closer to your why, saying no to the things that are, you know, getting you further away from your why. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a little breath we can do very quickly All right, let's around start. that. Um, some breathing. And then journal prompt. All right, sounds good. So you can close your eyes, or if you're doing anything that you need your eyes open, just um, soften the gaze. And take just a couple natural breaths to settle into your body and notice how you're feeling right in this moment. 
And then bring to mind, you can either imagine or sense an experience or time in your life that felt very right for you. Maybe easy or peaceful, or maybe it was challenging, but there was just something inside that felt like it was right for you. And visualize or sense all of the details, maybe even seeing yourself, the look on your face, who was there, where you were. And as you think or visualize this experience, shift awareness back into the body, noticing what you're feeling. Notice how this experience or time of your life feels in the body. And allow the experience to drift away and just be left with this feeling of rightness. knowing that you can come back here, that you can use this feeling to guide you. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes if they're closed. Thanks, Bree. Um, yeah, grab your journals and I don't know what to write about. Write about the, yeah, like, write about your why. Do you have a why? Do you know your why? And and are you listening to the signs of the universe? Are you being mindful in the moment? You know, are you slowing down enough to answer the phone? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're all we're all we're all not doing that, right? It's not that you know Bree answered the call for her love, right? Like you know, like she she happened to be mindful in that moment. And, and it's paying off. And I happen to be mindful in the moment of, of hearing the call for Steve's pizza. Um, mm. But there's plenty of other moments where we miss. Um, but that's that's the thing is we just have this moment. And we can just keep capitalizing on this moment. And see like what this moment has to offer. And maybe we're going to take advantage of it. Either way, it's not right or wrong. So maybe right about that. Anything you want to add to that? That's beautiful. Cool. It's been awesome catching up. Yeah. It's good to see you. Until next time.
Sim, sim. Obrigada.